Well, hello everyone. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. I just want to say thank you for listening to us today or watching. And just another reminder that whatever platform that you're taking this in on, whether it's on YouTube or any of the podcasting platforms, make sure you subscribe so that you never miss out on any of our content. We do our best to push it out on a weekly basis, usually coming out on Wednesdays. So stay tuned on Wednesdays for more content coming out every week. So in the last few weeks, we have been um, using this podcast as a space to talk about the uh, sermon from the previous Sunday and just give a little bit more time to flesh out some of the ideas and expand upon some of the ideas from the sermon. So we're continuing that today. And this was the last message in our series. And it was one that I was uh, thankful enough to be able to give on Sunday. So um, this episode is kind of just me interviewing myself, which I do all the time at home anyway, so this is just kind of an old hat for me. So, um, just to kind of remember where we've been over the last uh, few weeks and review a little bit of what this Sunday's message was. The first week we talked about safe homes and the message of, you are safe with me. The second week we talked about how you are loved no matter what. And then last week, the third week, we talked about how you are called and capable. And then this week, um, just this past Sunday, I spoke about um, what it means to take responsibility for your actions, for your choices, for your decisions. Um, to do that, we looked at Hebrews 12, verses 7 through 11. I'm not going to read those right now. You can do that on your own time. But that was kind of the base text um, that we use Um I spoke about how taking responsibilities for your actions means that you have to be able to do honest self-assessment and really genuinely assess whether or not um, you're taking the right actions, making the right choices, saying the right things, and so on. I also talked about how you need to be open to discipline um, and how difficult that can be, but how essential it is because last, um, that discipline prepares us to receive. It puts us in a position to receive things from God, things like being a child of God, um, things like God's righteousness and God's holiness. Um, those are things that God gives us when we are open to discipline. So there was a lot in there, and um, I'm going to be including the link to that sermon in the mess or in the episode notes so that you can watch that and refresh that if you need to. So um, beyond that, we also had a couple of questions that came in during the Q&A, and so you, you'll be able to see that as well. Um, and then I, after the service, I received a couple more questions, and that's what we're going to dig into for today's episode, is just addressing a couple more of these questions that came up. So one of the first things that um, somebody spoke to me about after the service was, what is the line between discipline and abuse? Because that's a very real question that a lot of people are grappling with. Where is that line between discipline and abuse? Um, this can take lots of forms. Um, sometimes people have been in families where something is called discipline, but really it's crossing a line into abuse. We've also seen examples where this is happening in churches, sadly, where um, something is being called discipline, but really, it's going over into that territory of abuse. And that's something that's really terrible. That's something that we ought to 
lament as a church and as a family. Um, we need to call these kinds of situations out and be aware of them so that we can prevent them and stop them from continuing. So this abuse um, can take lots of different forms. Things that are called discipline but are abuse can be physical abuse, it can be mental abuse, it can be sexual abuse, it can be spiritual abuse. Um, telling somebody that um, God is going to treat you a certain way if you don't you know, take certain actions and such. And so I think, and so, so then the, the question of delineating what is abuse and what is discipline can get difficult because certainly there is time when discipline is not ideal. It's not, it can feel painful at times. That's what it says in Hebrews. It says that sometimes discipline feels painful. It's sometimes a growing pain. Where is the line then of where it crosses over to abuse? And one thing that I was thinking about is what is the intent behind the action being taken? Is the intent to control a person or to maintain loyalty or to make sure that that person agrees you? Or is it to help that person grow? Now, that can be really even there, that's a difficult line to assess in some cases because what one person one person may be saying, "Oh, I'm doing this so that they can grow," but really, what it is is a it's a power play. It's an abuse tactic just to maintain control in this situation. So it's it's a it can get really difficult to discern those kinds of circumstances of is this abuse, is this discipline. Um, so I would ask yourself that, um, is what you're doing, if you're in a position where you're wondering, is this proper discipline or am I getting into territory of abuse or manipulation? I would say it's a question to ask or that's worth asking is, am I doing this to help them or am I doing this to help me? The answer can be both to yes or can be yes to both. Um, but ultimately, true discipline ultimately mostly helps the other person to engage in healthier habits, make healthier choices, and that sort of thing. Um, I would also like to say that if you are questioning if something that you are experiencing now or have experienced in the past is abusive or you know it's abusive, Certainly, that's a circumstance to be praying about, but I would also strongly encourage you to find a person who is outside of the situation that you can trust to confide in, um, because maybe that's another person that can give a third-party assessment of, is this abuse or not? Um, that would be, I, th I think, a really important step for you to take. Um, we on staff here at Faith Covenant are happy to, well, not happy, but we're more than willing to walk alongside you in those kinds of questions and help you with discerning those kinds of things. Likewise, if the abuse that, if you know that you're experiencing abuse and um, you know it needs to be put a stop to, um, definitely reach out to uh, police or something like that if you're experiencing sexual abuse or physical abuse of any kind. Um, so, uh, I don't think I gave a very 
clear answer of, of the point of where it becomes abuse and not discipline. Um, I think part of the answer to that really does lie in the question of, are they doing this to make maintain control or maintain loyalty, or rather enforce loyalty, or are they truly doing it to help someone live a healthier life? That is a really important distinction to make, I think. Really amazing question, really difficult to answer, but thank you for asking that question. If you're watching, you know who you are. Um, another person wanted me to say more about what it means to be responsible for your actions versus another's actions, because one of the things I mentioned was that um, there is a line of where you're responsible for what you do, um, and but you have a limit to what you're responsible in what another person does. We can only manage our own actions and our own decisions. We are not responsible for the decisions of others. Um, this can get really blurry sometimes too. I know I was in a situation in college where I was trying to help a close friend of mine to make some better choices and get to a healthier uh, state of mind. And because this person wasn't willing to take those necessary steps to do that, I felt like it was my responsibility to take on that, or I took that responsibility on, even though it wasn't mine to take. And that was really unhealthy for me. And it was really unhealthy for the other person too, because I was placing my own expectations on that other person. So this can often be a very serious uh, question to be asking when you're um, dealing with a person who's um, experiencing a mental health problem of some sort um, or someone who's experiencing a substance abuse addiction type scenario. It's really important in those scenarios to remember that you can only personally do so much. You certainly have a responsibility to help another person, especially if they're a close friend or a family member, but your responsibility ends at that person's choices. You don't have ultimate power over that. That can be extremely frustrating. It can be really difficult and painful to watch someone else make decisions that you know are not wise, that you know are not ultimately in their best interests. But it's really important for us to remember where those boundaries are, not only for um, your own individual health and the health of relationship with the other person, but spiritually too, it's important to remember where our responsibilities are. I am not sinning if I'm, I can't take on the sin of another person to try to solve that on their behalf. That's only between them and God. I am not that mediator. I am not Jesus. I, I do not have that capability. It's really important for us to remember that, I think. Um... In some cases, it can also kind of go the other way around where another person will try to make you responsible for their decisions. They will blame their problems on you and so on. That's another circumstance that is really important to keep really clear boundaries of saying, no, you made this decision and so I had to do this in response or um, 
I know this is not how you wanted me to respond to you, but I have to make this decision regardless about what you're deciding to do, regardless of what your actions are. Um, that is really important to remember too, and to maintain those kinds of boundaries when someone else is trying to make you take responsibility for their problems. Um, I think a lot of this question gets really murky too in parenting relationships, because certainly parents do, to an extent, have responsibility for a younger person, a younger child's actions, especially when they're very, very little. Um, a parent has to take a lot of responsibility that a child just doesn't know or isn't capable of taking at a certain point. So that can be really difficult too, but as the child grows up, it's important for a parent to be constantly remembering okay, my child is now old enough to take on certain responsibilities. I'm no longer responsible for this decision that they make. It's no longer on me. You still want your child, of course, to be making the right decisions, um, but there does come a point where you have to let go of some of that responsibility as a parent and let the child take that responsibility. You have to remember that, you know, ultimately... A child's decisions are not your decisions and not necessarily a reflection of you and how well you parented that child. I've seen wonderful, amazing parents and then that have done a great job with their kids and their kids have ended up making really, um, really bad decisions, really taking a really unhealthy path in life. I'm sure we've all seen examples of that. So really important to remember where those boundaries are. Um, one more question that came in that I thought was really interesting and really worth talking about, and I'm gonna give a caveat to this because um, I'm not a parent, I'm not married, and so it's kind of hard for me uh, to talk about this because it's a very family-related question, but um, I'll do my best to answer this. So uh, the question is, when you're talking about accepting discipline, isn't it necessary for boundaries or rules to be established in the family, doesn't that cause a power struggle? Really great question. And um, yes, I can see where um, there could be a perception of a power struggle, especially as kids are getting older and they're starting to maybe realize that their parents aren't always perfect. <laughs> the children eventually reach a point where they start to say, I don't like that my parent did things that way. I don't like that my parent disciplined me. And you also have to ask questions of, does a child have the right or the privilege of disciplining the parent? That's a very tricky thing to navigate as well, because as parents, we know, or I'm not saying we, because I'm not one, but parents know that they do make mistakes. But at what point do you hand over disciplinary control to a child who's maybe not yet ready to wield that kind of responsibility. So there's a lot at play in this dynamic. So again, I wanna put out the caveat again that I'm single, I don't have children. It's hard for me to answer some of this, but I will agree that boundaries do need to be set in part because of what we just talked about in the previous question of um, talking about the boundaries of who is responsible for what. 
very important as kids get older to reassess those boundaries and make adjustments as needed. Parents have to be parents. Sometimes that means that a parent has to make a decision for their children. The children may or may not be aware of that decision. Um, they may or may not like that decision. Um, but there is an extent to which parents do need to make decisions for their children, sometimes with the children's involvement, sometimes not. Um, and that can be a difficult boundary to navigate as kids get older and start to have more independence. Um, likewise, children often yet don't understand the bigger picture of discipline and why it's necessary. Um, when I was really little, um, there were times where I just did not want to clean up my Legos, like when I was like three or four years old, um, and my parents had to instill some discipline at that time. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what's the big deal of leaving my Legos out on the floor. Um, I didn't understand the bigger picture of, oh, if you step on Legos, that's really painful. <laughs> um, and so I wasn't yet capable of understanding that bigger picture. Um, so I would certainly agree that boundaries are necessary um, in family um, dynamics to say who is able to instill discipline on another um, because it can be very unhealthy if the child has too much power in a family to decide things um, because the child may not yet have the maturity to make those kinds of decisions. Um, I would also say that uh, I, I, I want to address a little bit more that some of these boundaries do definitely change and evolve as the child grows up. So once you get a child starting to recognize that, oh, my parents are also humans who are fallible, then that creates an interesting dynamic too where hopefully a parent is willing to acknowledge when they have made a mistake. That's a very tricky line to walk because a parent needs to still be the authority in the home. Um, but if a parent is unwilling to admit any mistakes, that can cause a lack of trust. If a child clearly knows that a parent has clearly made a mistake, but the parent is not willing to acknowledge that mistake or denies that it was a mistake, that can create a trust issue in a family. And that can be true in any kind of relationship as well. If a person is not willing to acknowledge a mistake, it becomes much harder to trust that person. I've experienced that in adult relationships. Um, when a person is not willing or able to recognize their own uh, wrongdoing in a situation, it makes it very difficult for me to then trust them in future circumstances. So that's where I kind of come back to that um, that first part of taking honest or uh, first part of taking responsibility for your actions, which is that honest self-assessment. It is so important to be willing to admit mistakes, um, even to your children, because that helps establish a bond of trust. If I can trust that you know when you're wrong, that helps me feel safer in our relationship. Um, so I know from what I've experienced in my own life as a child, but not as a parent, um, but also from witnessing a lot of my peers' parent, I understand how it feels like a power struggle sometimes as your kids get older and 
start to challenge you on things. Um, that's a very difficult, tricky thing to navigate. My encouragement as someone who's on the outside looking in is to uh, remember that parenting is not about controlling a person for 18 years. It maybe sometimes feels like that, um, and I, I totally understand why you feel that way. Um, ultimately, it's a parent's role not to control their child, but to guide and lead the child. Acknowledging that sometimes a person being led or a person being guided does not always follow the instructions or does not always follow the leader as well as they should. Again, very difficult dynamic. I'm very much on the outside looking in, um, but I just want to encourage you to remember that you're not trying to control a person. You're not creating a robot. You're creating a real person who ultimately has to take their own responsibility. Um, that's a very difficult thing. There's no one-size-fits-all approach. Um, there's no easy formula to that. Again, I would say reassess boundaries often. I would especially say that for um, parents as, they, as their children age into adults. You're still very much a parent to your adult children, but now your adult children may have a lot more capacity to recognize things that maybe were wrong about the past um, or to call you out on behaviors that maybe you shouldn't be taking anymore. It can be unhealthy to maintain a dynamic of what the parent says goes in adult-child-parent relationships. So again, that's a tricky thing. I have no um, experience on how to go about that because again, I'm not a parent myself. Um, but I just want to acknowledge and recognize that these are these are difficult things to navigate and work through. And um, as, as a church staff, we absolutely want to be with you as you navigate that. So those were just a couple of things that I thought were really worth expanding upon based on the sermon from Sunday. Uh, once again, I'll just re remind you that I will include a link uh, to the service in the description of the episodes so that you can go back and watch that if you want. As always, if you have questions or other topics that you want us to delve into here on the podcast, please let me know. I'm very willing to um, hear your questions, hear your stories. And if there's a story that you want to share with a wider audience, let me know. I'm always looking to have other people on the show um, to share their experiences with everyone. God has given all of us a story, and I love the chance to bring those stories out um, for the greater community. So thank you once again for listening. Uh, we are very grateful uh, for your participation in our church, in this podcast, and I just wish you a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you.